it's a catch-22. You know, you can't like get the quality work you want unless you have that quality work. But how do you get that quality work without someone giving you the chance? So it's almost like you kind of have to do it for free and prove that you can do it before people are like, okay, it's worth <laughs> taking the risk. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, which is now being called the Pre-Pro Podcast, presented by Splice House, hosted by yours truly, Bill Parmentier of Old Storm Studios. Today's episode has my friend and colleague and oft mentor, Jake Huber back. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I never look to you for advice. Okay, good. But our guest today is none other than Jake's brother. Adam Huber, YouTuber. Hi, guys. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. Awesome. Jake, how are you? I'm great. Great. Glad to hear Glad it. to be here. Yeah. So today's guest, Adam Huber, he is not only a professional director, producer, cinematographer, photographer, uh, editor. Would you consider yourself a professional editor as well? I mean... You get paid to do it sometimes. Yeah, I guess that makes you a professional if you get paid to do something yeah. right? enough times. There you go. Yeah. Also an actor. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Rarely. And then also, probably something you should be most proud of is your Jake's brother. I'm very proud of that. That's yeah. what I'm proud of. This is really... That he's my brother. Yes. So I don't want to talk about the industry. I want to talk about your relationship. Okay. This is really just a therapy session. Okay. okay. I so need it. So we're going to go real deep. We need it. So when you were children, yes. tell me about a traumatic experience. No. All right. So Adam. Yes. We mentioned uh, you wear many hats and you've uh, had do. many jobs over the years. Give me, give me a nickel tour of your history in media and sort of where you first found that spark and why you, why you wanted to get into this industry and do what you do. Okay. Well, I won't touch on the many different types of hats I have because I do have a good collection of hats myself. A metaphorical um, hats, okay. please. Uh, I knew pretty young when I was about 11 years old I wanted to get into this biz. Uh, I th it was a fifth grade teacher that inspired me. We were doing a Civil War project, and she said for our presentation we could either give a speech, we could put together a little um, tabletop like Dia diaphragm or so, diaphragm diaphragm not a diaphragm that's something totally different diorama diorama thank you <laughs> diaphragm is completely the wrong word this there. isn't and an, it wasn't anatomy class no no, okay. <laughs> no we could do uh, she said we could put together a bunch of different things we could give a presentation we could read a speech we could make a movie we could do and of course my brain goes wait we could make a movie i didn't know that was an option um so I quickly um, finished my paper that I was writing. I used the first paragraph. I went to my grandfather. I said, Grandpa, I want to make a movie, but I want music underneath, and I want to read my speech on top of it. Can we find some sort of Civil War song? He's like, let's find the Battle Hymn of the Republic. So we went to the library. We got this old record, and we somehow he was able to help me like mix it together with me reading into a little tape recorder. Um, wow. And then we mixed, um, we mixed the, the battle hymn underneath enough. Like, I don't know how we did it with a different speaker playing and just turned down the volume, but we were able to get that in. And then I got my dad to take his little high eight, 
camera out to the woods I had already scouted. I put put uh, my neighbors in some gray outfits with belts. My brother in like blue jeans and a blue shirt. Borrowed my neighbor Ian's little pop daisy pop rifles, and we went down and. Jake and Eric basically were shooting each other with these little pop rifles, recreating the Battle of Gettysburg, and I was yes. uh, I was sword fighting in the background with, of course, my kindu sticks. And um, was there a lot of sword fighting in the Civil War? Listen, we were out of we were out of rifles. It was the only option. Prop budget was low. Yeah, oh, okay. we, we didn't really have yeah. a budget. Budgetary for this. limitations. I understand. My mom was playing the cassette with my speech at the very end of it uh, or throughout the whole piece. So you have the soundtrack going on right held right next to the camera while my dad's shooting it. Mm -hmm. And we're just all enacting this thing. And when my speech ends, we're all supposed to run to the center. This is my excellent uh, directorial debut. I'm like, everybody run to the middle and kill each other at the exact same time. We all die. I'm probably like, nine ten years old and we all die at the same moment and i'm like dad fade up to the sky and we'll play um uh when the saints come marching home or something <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's the battle of gettysburg i bet if you were to ask a historian about that it'd be pretty accurate. very accurate yes but it 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 like it inspired <clears throat> me to like keep daydreaming and keep thinking of more ideas and by the time i got to middle school i'm like well I want to do this. I want to learn acting, though, so I know how to direct actors. So I started acting. Decided by junior, senior year, I'm like, I don't really want to do acting professionally. I, I, what inspired me to do this was the Civil War project I worked on. So in yeah. fifth grade. Yeah, in fifth grade. So I went to film school with, uh, with you, Bill. And the rest is history. That's right. Yeah, we did go to... Uh, Webster University, home yeah. of the Gorlocks. Gorlocks. But you were a couple years behind me. I was a couple years yeah. behind you. Yeah. yeah. After film school, you're thinking about what to do with your career. Like, what's your next move? What do you want to do at the time? And how did you get, how did you work your way to get to do what you want to do? I mean, I knew when I was in fifth grade, I liked directing. But when I got to film school, I realized, I'm like, I think I like cinematography. So I really started to pursue that and try to work on as many projects like shooting as I could but of course I was writing you have to write some of your own projects and mm -hmm. do some of your own things so that bug was still there and of course as soon as I graduated 2008 the recession happened work was really slow yep. um, everything dried up and that's when you know you try to PA on anything you can um, but it's a struggle to get work and I just remember there was this one DP on this Anheuser-Busch commercial who was such a, let's just say he wasn't, he wasn't the best representative for the industry, and I didn't like him. Him, coupled with a couple other reality show DPs, just, just turned me off from... Real Sons of Guns. Yeah, Sons of Guns turned me off from like pursuing cinematography, and I'm like, you know what? I like directing. And I'd rather be in charge of these guys. It's funny that you, I feel like that's happened to everybody. Like you can, you want to do something or like to have a certain role or a certain job. And you work with a couple of people who just really turn you off from right. that. 
I mean, have you ever, you ever working with anybody like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I can relate to that. I, I don't have, I don't want to get into any specific stories or really, yeah, but I no, I totally, names. no, I totally know what you're saying. And there's, you know, that's why, you know, we always say like, don't be an asshole and make cool shit. Like, yeah. Cause yeah, y- you make an impact on where you go. So anyway, I mean, a side note, like being an asshole in this industry, it may get you like short term success because you may you may seem like a hot shot to clients or something, but it doesn't work in the long term. No, no, it you got to you got to chill out. And I was grateful. I did have some really fantastic cinematographers like Nick Gartner, who was my role model when I was when we were doing uh, Meet Bill. Um, he brought me on <laughs> oh, the yeah. street ballers and everything. And I was a camera assistant. I thought I was going to work my way up as a camera assistant to a DP. That was mm-hmm. my goal. I'm like, and I was getting a lot of work as a camera assistant and was starting the camera op, um, more jobs. But there was just a couple of reality shows and a couple of commercials that just kind of made me go. And the recession that I'm like, I want to direct. And one of the best ways to do this is to just start making spec pieces. And then, that's when I discovered Pop Tent and these Doritos oh. commercials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you played a that. huge part of. Bill. I can't yeah. wait to, because... to show clips of Bill laying in the bed with Pizza Hut <laughs> pizza and a robe on. We're going to show that. So if you're listening, you won't see it, unfortunately. Roll that beautiful yeah, pizza let's footage. see it. Ooh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> no, Bill, you were you were in so many of these video contests that I, Pop Tent didn't last more than... Five so, years. So for those who don't know, uh, back in the the early teens, I guess. It was like 20, 2009 through yeah, 2014. The late aughts into the teens, there were a bunch of, or a few um, online contests where you could make, brands would go to these websites and say, hey, we're Doritos. We want to spend as little money as possible <laughs> to get a commercial for our brand. And so... They would go to a place like PopTet and say, put up a contest that says, make a commercial for Doritos. And then people would sign up for that, like you and me, and we would submit a commercial that we made from scratch for like no money. Or some people spend a lot of money on this right. stuff. The um, prize was like $10,000. Yeah. If you five, want, if you five. want five or $10,000, and then, you know, you're competing against what, 100 videos, maybe? Oh, yeah. Hundreds, maybe. Hundreds? Mm-hmm. Dozens, oh. hundreds, yeah, yeah, of other submissions. So, it wasn't likely that you would win, but turns out you won a couple of them, didn't you? More than a couple. Uh, I believe I won eight. Wow. And <laughs> placed as a finalist in 12. Ad- and this wow. is how Adam found his career. Yes. But this is like yes. the first Roll one. Rolling the dice. First one <laughs> yeah. I remember doing was just a, the Doritos commercial. And I showed it to all of you guys. And I, in my head, I'm like, this is going to be perfect. Oh, my gosh. Sean talking to like you as a talking Dorito bag. And Paul mm-hmm. Getz as a talking Dorito bag. And I remember Jeff Daniels and Tim Moppin were just like, I, I don't know. I feels a little weird these talk but i'm like in my head i'm like it's gonna be perfect guys i spent a month just learning after effects and rotoscoping and puppeteering all of you guys is like talking bags and i showed it to everyone and everyone's just like i remember my dad saying he's like maybe you should just stick to having somebody else write stuff for you (laughs) and i was like no no i can do this i was just like i was i mean 
it's that whole you put all your eggs in one basket and you're just like met with defeat and it's like do you give up or do you just like so you didn't win that one oh no okay although i will say this I was gonna say it was such it was such a weird idea. I remember a couple years later seeing a Frito Lay commercial with a talking bag, mm. very similar to what we did. Mm. And I'm like, and in the contract that Doritos had, it said if your um, any ideas you submit become our ideas. So I was oh. like, whether some yeah. writer at Frito Lay had that idea or not, or just saw that commercial, like that's freaking weird. Well, but we could do it our own way. Either way, I was happy with how it turned out and happy I learned and got... I mean, I think that's the key to it. Like, try, fail, do again. So the lesson is, to get ahead in this business, you just give away all your best ideas. Yeah, but right? you, if you think freelance is unstable, <laughs> try Pop Tent, right? Because it's like, you're, you're just throwing darts uh, you know, you, at a You're wall. taking chances. But the way I looked at it, the way any director or even cinematographer... Or production company, we were talking about a few earlier. Um, It's a catch-22. You know, you can't, like, get the quality work you want unless you have that quality work. But how do you get that quality work without someone giving you the chance? So it's almost like you kind of have to do it for free and prove that you can do it before people are like, okay, it's worth Mm -hmm. taking the risk. I mean, we did this with the blues, and that's was my mindset behind doing all these video contests. I'm like, I need to build a reel spec commercials. I would have to do anyway. If there's a chance I could do one and win some money to do the next one, to do the next one. And it happened to be that after, after Doritos, the next one was Snickers. And I did take some advice and I brought my buddy Ryan Dorison to help write that and oh, direct yeah. that with me. Remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we won that one. Yeah, that was, did. and yeah, we won that one. Um, so maybe it's true. I'm not the best writer, but Turkey, so Turkey, <laughs> I still don't get that line. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but like, I think it was a waste of a punchline at the end, but it's just, <laughs> Hey, we, it, we won. We so won. What difference does it make? It doesn't matter. It was still great. Um, and I also learned a lot while doing that because the joke was the ball would fly, hit the, t- the TV, fall and crash. And, I remember editing it. Ryan was pretty busy. He came by to watch it and he's like, it's just not playing. But in my head, I'm like, it's going to work. The sound design is so important here. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just can't hear it. I'm like, I can hear it. I need certain whooshes and sounds happening at certain times. Just give me time to like design this and make it work. It's like, "Ah." and he came back after working a reality show and he laughed out loud. He's like, I don't know what you did. But it's working. And I'm like, I just kept working the sounds until like it made me laugh while editing. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah. It's so key. Like, <laughs> like so much of filmmaking is more than just like the visual gag. I mean, the sounds, the editing, the pacing, the timing, it all having and learning by trial and error how that all fits together is so key. All good points you're making, even from a personal brand all the way to a business brand, is some people would say, like, don't work for free. Like, I've heard people say that. And I think there's two different ways. You could, you know, getting working for free when people are just asking you to come join and and it's not something you want to do is different than 
coming up with ideas and trying to create and learn and grow and having full creativity, uh, that's still working for free, but you're working for yourself. So Mm -hmm. uh, how else are you going to build experience and build your own brand and your portfolio? That's the only way to do it. Rarely is somebody going to pay you a full rate when you're just starting, you know? Yeah. So I think it depends on which path you want to take. Like if you, you mentioned being like you wanted to come up through the camera department system right. and like be an AC and then a, a you know a loader, then a second, then a first, then a yeah. cam op and DP. But like that's one path you can take to sort of work your way up the ranks and make more money and do more cool projects. But like you can also just start doing everything yourself and take your fate into your own hands and um, end up as an Adam Heber. There are a million ways of doing everything. Um, and there's a million ways to get to every different position. Um, some... Some directors come from the photography world. You know, you have to direct talent and you get good at that and you have those clients and you can shift in the video. A lot of a lot of directors come <laughs> from the uh, world of uh, editorial. They're editors. They understand pacing so well that they can shift easily. Um, a lot of cinematographers come from the art department world or the ad agency world. There's a lot of different ways to get to every position. So... Um, I think it's just putting in the work and gaining yeah. the experience. However you get there, it doesn't matter. As long as you're learning, growing, and moving forward, that's what matters. I think it's uh, that's what's exciting about this industry is that you could end up anywhere by starting anywhere else. Yeah. You know? it does. It's not so linear. No. You can move to the side. You can change departments. You can change, uh, you know, you could be in production and then move to advertising. You Absolutely. Know? Like it doesn't. You can do whatever you want. It you all can be in advertising and move to production. Yeah, yeah. I've I've known people that have done that. So um, you can be waiting tables and become an actor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear that's pretty common. <laughs> it yes that that's that's actually the one linear path to take. Yeah. It's the only path to <laughs> start at uh, at a nice restaurant. Then you suddenly you're in the next Avengers movie. Unless you're the daughter or son of some famous actor. And yeah. Then, and then, you just, know, like you can make a movie and it goes to Cannes. Hey, that's another path. <laughs> marry into the right family. That's, that's true. Right, yeah. Too. yeah, that's right. There's a million ways to do it. <laughs> the, be- uh, the easiest way is just to be born rich. I think. <laughs> that's the simple. Yeah. Right. Just so. be born rich and you're given, st- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give it everything that start whatever company you want. All right. So, um, so, so much like us, we've all, we worked in all sorts of like, uh, commercials and reality TV and stuff like, um, and then you got into making these commercial contests you won a few of them. So you got a little bit of, a little bit of wind underneath your wings at this point. Right. What are you, are, are you in your mid to late twenties at this point or what? I think I was in my yeah mid to late twenties. I was doing doing the video commercial world. I was still working as a camera assistant, a camera operator. Um, Got to make a living. I was making a living. I was starting to get work. I was sending out all this work to production companies, hearing a lot of promising. You have potential, not yet, from all the different production yeah. companies. Trying to market myself as a director. Um, until one finally gave me a shot with McDonald's commercial, and um, oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did a spot for uh, Ruckus for McDonald's, a Mother's Day spot, and you were still freelancing. At I the was time. freelancing yeah. at the time. This yeah. might have been 2013, <clears throat> 14. Um, got a couple more spots, and I had the opportunity to be take a full time job um, for a YouTube channel. And 
I'm like, even if I do this for a year, I'll gang a hundred different spots that I can put on my reel. So mm-hmm. I hopped on board and stuck around for seven years. And uh, I think I have over seven or 800 different commercials I've directed. Um, many that went viral or hit over a million. Some of most of them were viral, probably. I mean, yeah, viral is such a broad term these days. Like, what is viral? Pretty if much it, all of them were over a million views, right? That doesn't necessarily mean it's viral. That sounds like viral to me. Well, I <laughs> I did some quick math. Yes, and it's easily in the hundreds of millions of views. All the all the videos that you did at Vat nineteen. Vat nineteen, yeah, yeah. Um, which for those who don't know is a uh, an online store. That sells all kinds of wacky, crazy stuff, but their claim to fame is is this very impressive YouTube channel where they make all kinds of wacky videos uh, about wacky products. I believe when you were there, were they not number two as a branded content yeah, on YouTube? Yeah, I don't know where they're at. Lego? I, I haven't really kept up on. But that, uh, well, them, no, but I'm at talking the time, about when they you were, were there. like the most popular, uh, second most popular branded YouTube channel. Um, behind in the world behind Lego, Lego. So, geez, one person in front of them, Lego. Lego, Lego. that's crazy. Never heard of them. They're uh, here in, and they're right here in St. Louis. That's that's what and most people don't know that. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. It yeah. was an amazing experience. I had um a great family of coworkers, uh, and we created some really awesome content. Um, from commercials to um giant build videos to um, just wacky, random React videos. So, um, yeah, the 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 type of content that you made just kind of ran the gamut of like, what's what's fun to watch, what's interesting to watch. It's not just like here's the product, here's how it works, and we're having fun. Yeah, I mean, you did like all kinds of different styles of videos on that, just to get views and to get clicks and people to go. Right. Yeah. So uh, you spent seven years at Vat Nineteen. Yep. I, and honing your skills, racking up, you know, hundreds of videos. I think I think hundreds of, one of the most of views. I think one of the most successful videos I got to direct and uh, write there um, might be the most one of the most popular on the channel, uh, which I'm honored by. Um, I think it's at 300 million or something like that. Um, it's just a TikTok, right? It's a TikTok. But yeah, for the last year I was there, I started doing TikToks. And um, kind of really got to start learning that platform in the short form as well. And when Jake came to me and he's like, I want to start a company. I'm like, yes, let's do it. So, Adam, now that you have joined forces with your overlord brother here at Splice House, <laughs> um, <laughs> we all know he's the boss. Um, now that you guys have got all you're combining all your powers like Voltron. Mm-hmm. Where do you see, where do you see this going? I mean, um, what sort of, I guess, positive things are you looking forward to? I think we've had an amazing year so far. We've done some really cool stuff. We've gotten some really awesome clients, amazing clients to work for. Um, done some big projects, some small projects, some very creatively fulfilling projects. Some with you, um, you've been a part of. Um, best ones, I'd say. On the best ones. Um, and I'm excited to keep it growing and keep it going. Uh, I would love to do a future film someday with Splice. I think that'd be awesome. I'd love to do some even bigger projects with bigger budgets and uh, even bigger cameras. Um, 
and small cameras. I want to do it all. Because the size of the camera is what matters. It's not what you do with the camera. It's the size of the camera. Size matters. matters. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Adam, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Bill. uh, Your brother produces... Splice House produces. I can't. I honestly, I cannot believe we landed Adam Huber. Oh my god! What what a get! Wow! What a huge get! Wow! Well, Uh, we are paying him, so yeah, fifty thousand (laughs) dollars just to sit in this chair, woo, for an hour. Heck yeah! What a deal! Oh my gosh! I'd I'd say that's a smoking deal. Wow! Smoking. All right. So thanks, Adam. Appreciate you coming on, buddy. Thanks, Bill. I look forward to many more projects with you. Likewise. You've been. And and been a great one sport. more with you, Jake. One more. Yeah. This is the last one. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for tuning in, listening, and watching the pre pro podcast presented by Splice House, hosted by Bill Parmentier and myself from Old Storm Studios. Appreciate the listen. Uh, subscribe, please, if you can. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you. Love you.